reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Thanks for tuning in to Preston Super Show. And today we're going to discuss some election results from last night. We will also uh, be talking about let's do WWE and then we'll go into NFL because NFL is just like it's the tip of my tongue. I'm like, bam, 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 bam. You got to pick here. You got something right there. But I'm going to be very pointed today. Uh, mix in some great humor and we're going to have a good show. Thank you for tuning in. So let's start with what we know that currently, as Fox News has it, the Republicans have 49 seats in the U.S. Senate to the Democrats, 48. Now, remember, two of those seats are independents on the Democrat side. And they don't tell you that part, but that is very true, very real reality Biden had a lot of uh, uphill battles trying to get those two to go along with what he's wanted now imagine the Republicans having control and the Democrats are counting two independences their own so that just tells you the state of the US Senate now there are three Senate races left to decide you got one in Nevada right now looks like it's gonna fall to the Republicans You have one in Arizona with uh, the astronaut Kelly, and he's leading that one. But there's a big problem. Uh, He's up against Masters out there, the Republican. They've, like, stopped counting or something. Like, the number's been stuck. It's not moving. They're completely distracting us from it. I don't know what's going on there. A lot of what Kerry Lake says is right. Why is it taking so long to get these results? Why is our system so slow compared to all these other states that are bigger and populous than us um it just doesn't make any sense um alaska is a good story let me tell you why alaska is important to know important to remember from this election first murkowski is losing that race right now now there's two republicans in the lead well there's one republican in the lead there's two republicans running now, some other people running, but they don't have no shot. I mean, the, your two front runners are Republicans. Now, the reason Murkowski losing is huge, like big, is because she is very anti-Trump. Um, and she tends to go along with a lot of what the women say in the Democratic Party um, and kind of kind of forgets. You know, hey, this is who got you. You know, this is the party that supports you and got you in. Um, I think that's the biggest thing about this. I really have to look at this from a couple different angles. And my main angle is that the right person is winning that race. Okay, the right, the right woman is is winning that race. Now, everybody's going to say what they have to say. But in Alaska specifically, 
Sarah Palin didn't do so well. So I think her uh, time has passed there. There's 48 House seats left up for grabs. Now those are going to trickle off one by one. Democrat here, Republican there, Democrat here, Republican there. Until we're down to the last bit. But the Republicans are poised to take the U.S. House back. Um, It's favoring them in a lot of these hot races too. Where these were seats that the Democrats had captured easily. On the last election cycle. So. Uh, there's there's definitely a lot of concern in the Democrat Party. Let me tell you what's going to really concern the Democrat Party. <clears throat> if Nevada goes the way it goes, if Nevada keeps going the way it goes, falls to the Republicans uh, in the U.S. Senate, that'll give us 50. We need one more. Then all eyes focus on Georgia. Now, depending on what happens in Arizona... You know, don't count out Masters yet. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat the astronaut, but I mean, don't count out Masters yet. But let's just say if everything goes the way it goes and and Nevada falls to the Republicans, now all eyes go to Georgia. Why do they go to Georgia? Because there's a runoff now between the incumbent, Senator Raphael Warnock, and the challenger, the Republican, Herschel Walker, one of the greatest football players to ever do it. Um... Shibaka in Alaska, just so you know, is up against Murkowski and uh, doing well, performing above expectations. That's huge for the Republican Party to, to show that type of strength there uh, between two uh, Republican challengers. Now, focusing on Georgia, it's going to a runoff, which is huge, very, very big, because now what the Republicans will do in my opinion, is empty their war chest, their reserve money into Georgia for that campaign. It's going to bring all the attention on Georgia. It's going to be a very heated, contested uh, final stretch. But if the Democrats do pick up Arizona and Kelly does win there, the Republicans do win in Nevada, then you have all eyes on, on Georgia. Now, if Masters makes it close in Arizona, the Democrats are going to really really be worried but it's at 66 percent reporting at 3 46 p.m central time um so it's definitely a slow roller now we'll see how that plays out but this election has been downplayed um has been um construed as something that's not this is a red wave This is a real red wave. Now, it's not a red tsunami, but it's a red wave. Look at the sheer number of people who came out to vote Republican. Then look, okay, at the interactive map on uh, foxnews.com slash elections. Okay, look at that interactive map. I'm going to tell you right now, this country is a conservative nation. We have a conservative Supreme Court majority. And uh, in many states, even blue states, there's conservative Supreme Courts and checks and balances. Now, it wasn't going to be an easy election. It wasn't going to be an easy election, folks. That's why it's a democracy. That's why it's a working democracy. 
my biggest and you see the questions at the bottom feel free to comment feel free to you know drop in and, and chime in and, and say what you have to say I, I i don't care who you voted for i voted you know i have a funny story i'll tell you about that but first i just want to say my biggest winner and loser from this election the biggest loser is dr oz and oprah because she didn't support him and i would never do my friends like that i don't care if you're in a uh, green party whatever you come to me and you tell me you're running and i know you're a good person at heart i will definitely support you that's wrong i would never do my friends that way um and you know it's okay to look at something wrong and call it wrong in my opinion you know oprah's not a bad person i just think that 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 was the wrong move you support your friends you know what i mean always support your your friends um no matter what you know and, and if you're doing things in life and you see your friends not, it's okay to encourage them to do better. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're coming from a good place, an honest place, there's, you shouldn't feel guilty about that at all. <clears throat> now, my funny election story. Because you're gonna, you're, this is one that you're going to come back and listen to. Everybody's going to gather around the fireplace, a couple marshmallows, you know what I mean? You got the missus, you got the mistletoe, you know what I'm saying? You got everything going on the way you want it. Okay, pay attention. Classes in session. Here I go to vote. Now, my mom, she had no problem. Uh, my brother, he had no problem. Now it's time for the big boy. Now it's time for Hoss to step up. Okay, it's time for the big guy. MVP, you know me. Man, I had a heck of a time. Okay, so I didn't vote in the primary and didn't register, but we have Grace Day registration. Now, I vote in all the main elections. I mean, that's no problem. But this primary I didn't vote for because I already knew my guy was going to win. And either way, I was going to support the Republicans. So it was, it was no difference to me to vote in the primary this time around, specifically. Now, I also uh, was busy anyways, and it just didn't add up. Sorry, but I vote in every election. So I went to vote. Here I go. I'm, I'm in the. Uh, there's no line. I'm, I'm able to step up pretty quickly, but the registration process, like it took forever because the guy doing it didn't like, you know, no harm on him, not shaming him. Um, but he couldn't put the address in right off my ID. He couldn't get it right to the drop down bar to pull up so that they could verify me and I could do my little two signatures and give my voter thing and you know go on with the whole process. I mean, come on. So. <clears throat> He had to end up getting the county clerk's office on the phone to like figure out how to do it. Like so, I mean, my thing wasn't as streamlined. I think as everybody else was bragging about how easy it was and stuff. But I was like, man, you know what? I've 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 been to um, an election before where they didn't have great state period registration. You know what I mean? Like there was a time where we didn't have that here. Now we have that. So I mean, I'm not hating. I'm glad we have things like that. But that was my story. Now, here's the funniest part. So here I am getting registered. And uh, this dude was funny. This dude was really funny, bud. Now he goes, hold on, hold on. His phone starts ringing. Hold on, hold on. Now his phone's ringing. And all of a sudden, I just hear, this is what I hear. And there's the election workers here. I mean, this is a professional thing. I mean, it's supposed to be. Until the ringtone came on. Then it was not professional. I'm ready to kill 
kick somebody's ass. I was like, damn, perfect timing for me. Here I go to step up to vote, and I'm ready to kick somebody's ass. Come on. Good night. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the lady next to him was like, me? Me? I mean, I couldn't believe it. You're kidding me. Out of all the days, out of all the times, well, well, well. So that was my experience, but pretty straightforward. You know, Pritzker won here in Illinois. That's, I mean, I didn't really think Bailey was going to win. I just knew I was going to go vote for Darren Bailey. I like the guy. I like the farm farm dude. You know what I mean? He's cool. He, you know, seems like a straight up guy, straight shooter. They're all, you know, in every blue state, Illinois, California, New York, the issue was abortion. Like they're going to, you know what I mean? The Republicans want to take your rights away, basically. Not true, but that's what, what, the, what you've seen on the advertisements, what they campaigned on. Um, Pritzker didn't campaign much, though. <clears throat> he had a Biden approach. Like not much campaigning. Just a couple things here and there. Show up a couple places. If that, I don't know. See, on election day, wasn't a big deal wasn't a big deal and that's how i think politics is is moving towards like it doesn't have to be a big deal but i definitely didn't want pritzker so that that was a bummer now there's a lot of bright sides i mean a lot of states had a lot of success so i'm happy for them and i'm happy for this country you know the republicans poised to take over the u.s house and the u.s senate i mean it's a beautiful thing um if, if the republicans could pull it off there's a true check and balance in place for the Biden regime and I do believe that um, you know and shame on them for not getting a handle shame on the Biden regime for not getting a handle on that Brittany Griner situation that that's shameful that's shameful what a what a sore eye on our nation right now Brittany Griner I'm praying for you praying for your family and your loved ones and everybody else should today on this day um, where we Edify St. John Lateran. Um, folks, it's real. I I love you no matter who you voted for, but I'm just saying that the country is def was is definitely not headed in the best direction. And the Republicans can get it headed in the right direction. And that's not a play on words or anything. That's just the the truth, you know, and the truth is gonna sting a little bit sometimes. And the truth is that all Democrats aren't bad. That's the truth. But the truth is that the hive mind is dangerous. And whenever you see the hive mind start developing in these groups like the squad and things of that nature, that that is a dangerous game uh, for the country, in my opinion. Um, be careful with these with some of these groups and these factions that develop. Um, I'm very cautious of that stuff. I, I think that, you know, to truly represent the people you do just that there's no shortcut there's no bypassing it to truly represent the people you do you do just that and i think in the fetterman versus oz deal especially in pennsylvania um people just are a little bit more 
on the left of the spectrum. You know what I mean? They're on the left of the wheel there. And, you know, they're going to have to figure that out. Illinois has got to figure a lot of things out. Um, one thing I was impressed with was to see in California, Oregon, uh, in, in Nevada, that there were some house races that uh, really looked good for Republicans that uh, were kind of unexpected, honestly. So that's important to know. It's important to know that, uh, like I said, when you when you pull up the sheer number of people uh, who are voting Republican, that's an impressive number. I mean, and it's up from what it's been in these uh, midterm elections. These are not even this isn't the big one. A lot of people don't even vote in the midterms because it's not the big one. They want the big one. You know what I mean? They want to vote for that president and some other initiatives. There was a few there was a, there was a few initiatives on on depending on where you lived. But, you know, you know, some people had a lot. Some people didn't. Ron DeSantis is my pick for biggest election winner. Landslide victory after they were smearing him in the news for so long. That would be my biggest pick. Um, Rubio, though, I mean, he was outspent a lot. He was outspent. The Democrats were spending a lot of money in a few places that didn't pan out. Um, Republicans had that same issue. But not as not as much money. It wasn't as much money they missed out on. I mean, it was money well spent with the Oz race and, and some other things, but um, especially down there in Georgia, they spent a lot of money. But no, for the Democrats, they, they emptied a, a big part of their war chest, but um, both sides will will refill. Now, for WWE, and I want to give you the best match from Raw. Raw was five stars. Raw was five stars. I'm going to give you the best match, my favorite match, I should say. Give you the best match from NXT. Then we're going to do NFL. Going to pick each winner for you. Going to pick all the winners today. It's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. First game of the new week. Um, We're going to do it this week. We're going to do a week NFL Week 10 picks right here on Preston Super Show. You're going to hear it first before I even put them up for everybody. You're going to get it right here. Okay. The Bloodline. Uh, Pretty much... Uh handled their business on Raw last night or two nights ago <clears throat> excuse me you, NXT was last night <clears throat> so the Bloodline handled their business against Matt Riddle in the New Day and it looks like the Matt Riddle uh, Seth Rollins beef is curved and that's coming to an end um, and I'd like to see the Judgment Day after this thing with the OC, because the OC looks like it's expanding a little bit, which is kind of like weird. He's like, look at the Alpha Academy, like two guys. It's like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, why does this group only have two guys? And Chase University got, you know, they got rid of Bodie. That's a whole nother thing. But they got rid of Bodie. They released him. I mean, this is getting nuts. <clears throat> but I mean, it's it's business. It's business at the end of the day. It really is business. And WWE is a cutthroat business, believe it or not. If you're good, you're taken care of. But if you don't get to the level they need you to get to, if you're not doing what they need you to get to, or if the crowd is just not with you, 
or against you big enough um they'll you're just replaceable man and and that is the reality of it now i'd like to see judgment day confront the bloodline why is this being so avoided why are we waiting so long for this to happen remember the pay-per-view called judgment day and then they end up naming the group forms i think that's like the first time that's ever happened in a business like they named the pay-per-view something and then that pay-per-view became a group pretty cool um and the judgment day has gotten better um you know wrestling's full of fun moments exciting moments and cringe moments you got three different types of moments fun exciting cringe oh i mean there's also some shock oh whoa ah yeah so you never really know what you're gonna get you never really do um i i just thought that raw and i seen some some people chiming in about it that are pretty big wrestling fans and i just don't feel like people were giving it the due it deserves i mean triple h taking over is one thing but for raw to be running the way it's it's running for Shawn michaels to have nxt in the current condition it's in it's really getting good um it wasn't like we didn't have any surprises on raw you know one of my favorite wrestlers of all time showed up and we'll get to that but baron corbin versus cedric alexander was pretty cool to me like i thought that was pretty interesting i don't know if anybody else did but i did think that baron corbin um up against cedric alexander was a good match but i did feel like cedric alexander was outmatched there and i think baron corbin's a good wrestler i'm I'm ignoring the noise mia yem returns back uh to the oc like i said they're expanding and now they finally have someone to confront rhea ripley and it makes more sense now now it now it makes more sense now the oc makes more sense the judgment day made a lot of sense to me but now the oc makes more sense to me then otis who's a great wrestler and a good entertainer uh defeats elias you know three three minute match it wasn't anything um damage control uh accepts bianca belair's challenge for war games all hell breaks loose austin theory uh defeats shelton benjamin um and you know austin theories you know a lot like um how do you put it? he's a lot like rick flair like he wants to you know lie cheat steal to win type of type of thing you know and then uh johnny gargano uh loses to the miz and the miz has been really really uh being put down a lot i feel like like they're trying to get the miz to the point where they've they've molded his character so much 
that he can rise up and maybe change a couple things. But it's it's just been a weird. The Miz's thing is weird, strange. Like the whole his whole story concepts are always weird and strange. So this kind of made sense for you know Johnny Gargano to come out there. You know Johnny G is going to come out here and, and and put on a good show. Um, and he looked and he he looked good. He was wrestling well, and the Miz did his thing. And I do like the Miz as a wrestler. Um, I will say that, but that was just a weird, his, his storylines are always off the wall. Then you got Nikki cross who defeats Dana Brooke to win the 24 seven championship. And you know, it's weird that damage control just kind of just floats around. You know what I mean? They just kind of floated around that whole situation there. Austin theory. Um, Cashes in the money in the bank contract, but loses. Still loses after Bobby Lashley beats him down. Bobby Lashley lost it. Um, great, great Raw, though. I mean, it was a five-star Raw. I don't know what they could have did differently. Like, a lot of people are talking about they didn't like this part or that part. But I'm saying, okay, but what would you have done differently that would have been as entertaining? Like, what would have sold the crowd because yes the crowd wasn't in it for a lot of that show like not in it at all but there were moments where they popped now how would you get those pops is what i would ask you so then we move on to nxt which is my favorite show that's my favorite wrestling program is wwe nxt like aw dynamite is probably second they're putting on a good show right now i'll be watching that tonight along with college football a couple games on tonight i'll have a pickup for you uh, Joe Gacy defeats Cameron Grimes and Joe Gacy's a great wrestler undervalued talent underappreciated but has a great group now with the schisms backed by Ava Reigns the Rock's daughter and uh, the other two guys in there aren't half bad wrestlers themselves then we got what I wanted to see like my favorite favorite part of the night um, was and my best match was Electra Lopez versus Ruka where she put Electra Lopez put the women's division on notice, but I'm going to counter that a little bit. I'm going to counter that because I know that's like the storyline they want you to believe. And that's fine. But Sol Ruka coming in there each week for the last couple weeks now, putting on a good performance, getting better. Now she has some cool gear. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan from day one. And now she's, she's definitely shown me, and shown the NXT universe that she belongs. And she's not having a problem with putting other people over, it seems like to me. So, uh, Charlie Dempsey versus Andre Chase. And, you know, Andre Chase didn't look good in that match. Like, Charlie Dempsey ended up winning. And then they end up throwing in the towel. So we didn't even get a good uh, deal out of that. Like We didn't get a good match there. Then we move on to Channing Stacks Lorenzo, who's kind of been able to start making a name for himself since Tony D's been banged up with that knee and, and kind of, you know, off to the side, just kind of playing the Don role. So Tony D's playing the Don role, and Channing Stacks Lorenzo ends up beating Hank Wall, uh, Hank Walker, 
uh, security. Guy looks like Seth freaking Rogen back in the uh, 2008. Uh, Brian Breaker and Von Wagner clashed on the Grayson Waller effect. But Von Wagner was better on the mic. For the first time, somebody was better on the mic than Braun. Everybody else has been a little bit... Uh, seems like they're good until they run into Braun. And then they kind of like, shit. I can't remember what I got to say. Oh, dang, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm going to go with this. And Von Wagner was just cool. He was calm. Some working in some some cheap heat. Like, you know, his... his his dad, his uncle paved the way for him. That type of thing. So, I mean, there was there was that. Then you had J.D. McDonough versus Axiom. And, I mean, Axiom is, is good. But J.D. McDonough's thing is like he's going to put everybody in the emergency room. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's going to wrestle. He's going to, uh, he called, he called the last, he called him Dragon Off. I said dragging off to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. And then now uh, he does the same thing to Axiom. But I think he's going to run into Nathan Frazier. I think that is what's going to happen. And Nathan Frazier is like a super cool dude. Proper British guy. He's going to have a cup of tea. and Later on, he's going to the pub. Maybe. I don't know what he does, but I'm just saying. Like, that's, that's the vibe I get from Damon Kemp versus Brutus Creed. And Damon Kemp ends up winning by disqualification in a five-minute challenge. So, I mean, that was what it was. It was basically just squash time. Squash the beef. Brutus, you know, smashes him down with the chair at the end of it. And the ref calls it for Damon Kemp. Then you had the drama. Katanya Chance and Caden Carter, most underrated tag team in the WWE. And And what's crazy is, you know... These are two women that have been around for a minute. And you don't hear their names a lot. Well, they end up winning uh, NXT Women's Tag Team title match. And Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark don't look like they're going to be a tag team any longer. As Zoe Stark freaked out. Flipped out. And um, we will see on NXT Level Up later this week if any of that carries over. see. And uh, always on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Time, I'm watching WWE NXT. Are you kidding me? So, um, here we go with uh, some NFL after this break. Uh, for the people that listen on podcast, you're going to get an advertisement. Thanks for staying with me this far. Appreciate you. God bless. Welcome back. Let's pick some winners. I am 73 and 62. Just picking head-to-head winners, not gambling-related nothing to do with gambling at all this is just picking a head-to-head winner this team or that team's gonna win this season i am 73 wins with 62 losses on the year let's keep it going i'm up 11 i'm up you know plus 11 on the spread here for for presto so We'll start with tomorrow's game and I'll just give you a winner, brief reason why, and we'll just go on from there. Atlanta Falcons versus Carolina Panthers. I like the Falcons. Confident team, 
uh, playing in unison. But let me tell you the difference maker. Cordell Patterson. Being able to punch it in in goal line situations, come away with touchdowns, not field goals. That's the difference. They will beat the Panthers even though they're on the road and um, they're a little bit shaky on the road. Seahawks versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm rolling with the Buccaneers. The reason is Tom Brady will slow this game down. He's very methodical at this point in his career. Doesn't throw the ball the same. Doesn't move the same. Nothing's the same. But one thing is sharper. Is football IQ. And he will pick this Seahawks team apart. Slowly but surely. And if he gets any help from his running backs, which he should, this will be a close but winnable game. I'm on the Buccaneers side of this. I think they pull it off. Even though the Seahawks are hot right now, after this last game coming into Tampa Bay, I think their guard's down a little bit. I think they're a little bit overconfident. Minnesota Vikings versus Buffalo Bills. The Vikings are just waiting around for someone to beat them. You know, they're a team that right now stands at 7-1 and one on the season. Um, the Buffalo Bills 6-2. and two. I mean, what do you do? Uh, the Buffalo Bills are a good football team. They get right this week. Josh Allen's playing angry, and you don't want to be against an angry Josh Allen right now. If you're the Minnesota Vikings defense. But, you know, Minnesota Vikings plus points is a really good place to be um, in that game. I'll tell you for the spread purpose. But Buffalo Bills to win at home. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm picking that. Detroit Lions versus Chicago Bears. Now, we just had a historic game from Justin Fields, quarterback of the Chicago Bears. The situation, and maybe not even a situation, but the problem I have with the Bears is that they've shipped off so much of their defense. Who is going to stop anybody from Detroit? So I'm going to have to go with the Lions here. And I'm going to have to pick against the Bears, even though they have all this uh, potential, you want to call it. I, I'm going to just go with the Lions because they just beat my Packers. It's respectable. Um... And, and they're, they're playing inspired football. So we'll see if that continues this week. But points are going to come at a premium in that game, I believe. I do believe. I do believe you have some, a lot of inconsistencies on both teams. And I don't think it's going to be a very great weather game. I'm not a weatherman, but we'll see. Uh, Denver Broncos versus Tennessee Titans. I'm going to roll with the Titans home team. Um... They continue to improve. And whether Tannehill's in there or not, I think Tannehill's going to come back this week. I think pretty sure. But uh, at home, good defense. Uh, they're going to be able They're The goal this week is to get Russell Wilson off center. Get him moving right or left. And once you can do that, uh, you can potentially force turnovers. So... Tennessee's going to be trying to uh, ruffle his feathers all night. 
and they got a defense to do it. Look how close they played Kansas City, and they have nothing. They have nothing in there. Like, they had nothing for uh, the time period to stop Kansas City. It was pretty much just a Tennessee show um, until Kansas City was able to string a couple things together and finish that game off. Now you have to talk about Kansas City versus Jacksonville, and no one's really going to want to touch Jacksonville in that game. Like, meh, don't think so. Uh, personally, Kansas City at home, it feels like they're playing a lot of games at home right now. It feels like they've gotten overconfident at home. I think they'll scale a lot of that back this week, but I don't think that changes the outcome. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs win. I think they win big. Um, and I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars really got to find their identity right now. Like, if you want to salvage anything out of this season, um, Jacksonville Jaguars, find your identity right now. Be who you want to be because at this point, it's not, it's just not looking right. Then I have an upset pick for you. Um, the Cleveland Browns are taking on the Dolphins. Dolphins are going to be heavily favored in that game at home, but I'm not, you know what I mean? shying away from the Browns who have the best running back in my opinion you know I think Derrick Henry's in that conversation right now but I do think Nick Chubb's better uh this season and just and just playing at a higher level I think that you're going to have a lot of opportunities for uh this game to go both ways but I think at the end of this one that the Cleveland Browns are going to come out on top and uh that's just the way it's going to go so you have um like a lot of uh issues with who's going to uh become the the better uh the the better team the like down the stretch because right now it looks like the dolphins are better uh the record's going to show that but if you're watching the games, if you're paying attention to the games, the Browns are doing really good. They're doing really well. Um, this is a team that um, I'm telling you, they're the dark horse in the AFC. If they can just protect Brissett a little bit more, their quarterback, and, and help get Chubb over the uh, the limit and help and help push him over the limit, it's going to be tough to beat the Browns because their defense is pretty good. Now, the Dolphins have a good defense. They're a physical team. I expect this to be a pretty physical game, to be honest with you. And that's why I like the Browns in this one because I think they're going to keep it close within a field goal. They're going to knock it through to win. Or they end up winning on a Dolphins missed field goal that they try to win the game on. Something of that nature is what I'm feeling, I'm sensing here. I think this is just going to be too close. Um, and the Dolphins are going to let this one get away because I do feel like they're a team that's riding on a hot riding high with a, with their vibe right now. I think that's going to uh be challenged this week. So, give me the Cleveland Browns there um in an upset. A real it'll be a real upset if they win that. And then the New York Giants play the Houston Texans. Now, I won't spend too much time on this one. I will tell you that I do think the Giants will win. I think it'll be close. I think Houston Texans, Minnesota Vikings, and uh, Cleveland Browns tease that ticket and you have a winner. Then you have um, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers versus New Orleans Saints. See how that shakes out. But I really like the Steelers in that one because I think the Saint the Saints are going on the road here, very damaged, and I I don't think they have uh, a good answer on defense or a good answer on offense. But their defense will be better this week. It won't be enough to stop the Steelers from winning because this will be a low scoring game. But uh, I do think that the Steelers come out on top at home. Then it's the Indianapolis Colts versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Indianapolis Colts, um, they just fired their head coach. Now, Jeff Saturday is their head coach. Here come the Las Vegas Raiders. What do we know about them? They have a lot, a lot of talent, a lot, a lot of weapons. It hasn't materialized. So, you got to look at the Indianapolis Colts for face value. What do you have? You have a team that's got a lot of inconsistencies across the board, but they have a good defense. What does the Las Vegas Raiders have? A lot of offense, and their defense seems to just be on the field a long time. Defense seems to be on the field a long time. I'm going to go with the Colts in this game for an upset. Small upset, but it will be an upset. And it will be on the road um, down there in Las Vegas. Dallas Cowboys play the Green Bay Packers. I'm a homer for the Packers. I'm rolling with the Packers. I'm not buying any of the talk about Aaron Rodgers close to being benched or anything like that. They didn't pay all that money to put the guy on the bench. Um, these people are beside themselves. They're, they're caught up in the in the you know the the media and all that stuff. That stuff bores me. Um, watch the games. It's a lot funner than reading the article. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. Versus Arizona Cardinals. Rams are at home. I'm going to go with them. Cardinals haven't shown me anything. Uh, very like profoundly to, for me to take their side. Um, Chargers versus 49ers. Now, I got a good friend. My good buddy, Joe. Joe, I know you're listening. He thinks the 49ers are going to win that game. They're the home team. I say it's an obvious pick. If 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 uh if you like the 49ers, but I'm gonna go against that just because Joe likes the 49ers, so I'm gonna pick the Chargers. Um, and I, I do think they win that game. I think this is a team that just had a huge, huge victory, but it was a moral victory because it was a game where the score doesn't reflect how that game played out, and they and they they were beat that game. They were beat. And uh, for them to pull that win out last week speaks volumes to where this team is mentally. And the 49ers, this is a team that, as good as they are, breaks down mentally. And um, I've seen it happen. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen this week. But I'm saying that there's one team that I I truly believe is the, the sharper team right now, and that's the Chargers. Going into San Francisco um, to, to try to win this game is going to be huge. Uh, but I think that the Chargers are, are not backing down from this challenge at all. I think they're welcoming this challenge um, for going on the road and trying to prove it. And it's not like they're going far, folks. They're going from L.A. to San Francisco. So you have the Philadelphia Eagles versus Washington Commanders Monday Night Football. And I mean, that that's a really good. Uh, game there. Uh, let me be real with you. I like the Philadelphia Eagles over the Commanders only because only because I think 
that the commanders will just fall a little bit short. And the reason being is the commanders right now don't have the same talent as the Eagles do on, on offense. Because I've seen the Eagles start slow and have a little bit of a slow start. But then when they're hot, it's like they're not being stopped right now. And there's something special happening in Philadelphia for that team. Um, and I think it continues this week. I don't see the Commanders as a team to beat them. I do see the Commanders as a true dark horse. That if they were to keep this close and they were to pull this one out. That I would say that is something to, to uh, take note of. Uh, for the for the le- or remainder of the season you know um but i do think the eagles will hold on i think it's a high scoring game i think it's 54 total points for the tiebreaker to be honest with you and uh those are my 14 picks hope you appreciated uh everything i laid down for you today hope you enjoyed uh the Politics. We had some fun with that. We had some fun talking about WWE, AW Dynamite coming on in two hours. And I'm going to do my best to get this show up before then. And uh, other than that, folks, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.